Welcome to Dad's Sense, a podcast for folks looking to grow their financial future. This podcast is hosted by Jason Fuchs, a dad, a husband, and managing director of Sage Path Financial Advisors. Jason's goal is to help you grow your financial future the right way. Now your host, Jason Fuchs. Hello, hello. It is a beautiful day here in Jacksonville, Florida. If you're new here, I'm Jason Fuchs, married to the breathtaking woman known as Amber, father to a 20-month-old girl, Jewel, who is a little baby rock star, at least lately, that is. I also happen to be the managing director of SagePath Financial Advisors, and at SagePath, we're here to help you grow your financial future the right way. I am super pumped to be here, and to all of our listeners out there, thank you so much for joining me. You could be doing anything, listening to anything, but you chose to be here with me. I appreciate all of you. Guess who's back? That's right, my wife, Amber. Say hello to our listeners, Amber. Hey, everybody. All right, two episodes back-to-back. Could this be a trend? I don't know. We'll see. Ladies and gentlemen... If you want to hear more of Amber, dial in now. <laughs> the live phone lines are open. We're waiting on your call. Who am I kidding? We we don't have live phone lines here <laughs> yet. <laughs> but we do have an email. We do have a phone number. The email is jfuchs at sagepathfa.com. And my phone number is 904-366-9388. You can find all of that information in the description of the podcast. As always, ladies and gentlemen, I want to hear from you. What are you thinking about today? What's on your mind? What are you most excited about? How are all of you feeling? Hey, Amber. Yes. What comes to mind when you hear the phrase identity theft? Hmm. I think um, the first thing that comes to mind is the movie with Melissa McCarthy (laughs) and Jason Bateman. I knew that's where you were going to go with that. Yeah. I love her. She's so funny. She is funny. Jason Bateman is really funny, too. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to watch that again. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) okay anything else come to mind um you know fraud protection and Mm -hmm. um just online protection yeah yeah i think that's that's pretty close online banking and electronic payment options these days they offer people like us consumers unprecedented access to their financial accounts but this convenience it comes at a price a greater risk of identity theft Identity thieves, they can use your personal information to oper, open excuse me, fraudulent accounts, steal your money through unauthorized purchases and withdrawals. Luckily, there are steps that you can take to protect against identity theft and reduce the damage when it happens. And that's what our financial topic of today's episode is, how to protect yourself from identity, identity theft. But hey, if that doesn't apply to you, don't leave just yet. Stick around for today's recipe. It's football season, and what goes great with football, Amber? Pumpkin spice lattes. (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) Anything else? Chili. 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 Perfect. Yeah. So I've got a great recipe for white bean chicken chili. That's right, folks. I'm going off the grid away from the traditional chili, and my wife may have some things to say about that, so we'll cover that (laughs) later. Uh, But before we get into that, of course... I want to share with you what's on my mind, what's on my heart, what I'm most excited about. But I really want to know what's on your mind. What are you excited about these days, Amber? Well, I think um, something that's been on my mind and something I'm excited about is coming up in the next month, uh, my parents are going to be celebrating their 50th wedding anniversary, which is 
an amazing milestone. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. And so we, we just celebrated our fourth, so we've got a lot of catching yeah, up to do. We, do. <laughs> we really do. So, you know, I think it's an, um, such a big moment. Um, and my parents had a lot of big plans yeah. that have changed and shifted because of COVID and, and the fact that we're still not really out of it yet. So I've been thinking about that a lot. It's on my mind. I'm excited about it. And I want to do something to, you know, celebrate with them. But knowing that the world is a little different, it's it's just been something on my mind. Yeah. And what's really neat, a lot of those plans have included us. So they've been extremely helpful in COVID. Uh, I mean, incredible. So I feel really blessed to have them helping us out so much. Yeah, absolutely. So we've got some stuff in store for them. So Hope and Steve, if you're listening, shh, we'll get to it later. <laughs> <laughs> now I think it's a great time to talk about food. What about you? Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about food. Want to talk about some chili? Sure. All right. That's the recipe I'm going to feature in today's episode. Let's get into it now. This recipe was passed down from my brother, Mike. Man, back-to-back recipes for my brother. Could I sense another trend here, folks? Do you think we could get Mike on this podcast? Ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to hear from my brother, the phone lines are open. (laughs) Call in now. I'm calling. I'm calling. (laughs) I'm kidding, of course. But hey, Mike, if you're listening, thank you so much for this recipe. I appreciate you. White bean chicken chili, it's great to make whenever there's leftover chicken or turkey around. Great to make when there's no leftover chicken or turkey around. It's about 100 degrees here in Florida. (laughs) At least that's what it feels like when I'm running. (laughs) Eventually, we'll get into cold weather. And yes, cold to us here in Florida means breaking out the winter parkas when it's 50 degrees. Right, Amber? Maybe even 60. Maybe even 60. Yeah, yeah, no joke. You want to serve this chili with some toppings for people to choose from. Makes it a lot more fun. Lime, cilantro, cheese, avocado, sour cream, tortilla chips. It's a fantastic recipe. You're going to love it. Check it out on the blog, sagepathfa.com. And before we move on, Amber, I think I need to apologize here. Um, I'm listening. Okay. <laughs> so you make an incredible batch of chili, and it seems a little wrong to include someone else's chili recipe on the show. I would have to agree. Yeah. And I'm, I'm wondering why the apology came at this point. Instead of, you know, just asking me for the recipe. So I want to stir up a little (laughs) bit of fun here, ladies and gentlemen. What I want to do is I want to actually take these two recipes and, and, and essentially, what do you think is the best recipe? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to feature Mike's recipe. I'm going to feature Amber's recipe. I want you to try both of them out and I want you to let me know what you think. And what I'll do is I'll tally up the scores and we'll see who comes ahead. What do you think, Amber? We can... Possibly give that a try. We, we can give, give that a try, and especially in the in the uh, spirit of football season and Absolutely. some competitions. Everybody's stuck at home, nothing to do. Just cook some chili, right? Right. Well, and my my chili recipe is more traditional, so it's definitely a big difference between the two. Absolutely, absolutely. It's an incredible recipe, ladies and gentlemen. So that's what we'll do. We'll put them all together. Mike's not here, so he doesn't even have a say. So let's just go ahead and do it. <laughs> Well, he already gave you his recipe. (laughs) That is true. That is true. And it's not trademarked or patented. Yet. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's transition into our financial topic of today's episode, how to protect yourself from identity theft. The following is based on an article I published. So if you'd rather read it, check out the blog, email me, call me. I'll send you a copy directly, whatever you need. I'm happy to help. 
I referred to these earlier as steps, but you don't need to follow these in chronological order to protect yourself from identity theft. So I'm just going to refer to them as tips. So we'll start with tip one. You ready, Amber? Ready. All right, here we go. Tip one, check your credit report and check your account statements. If there is fraudulent transactions and if they're draining your account balances or new accounts are being opened in your name, it's important to know as soon as possible. Check your banking statements regularly, at least once a month, but as frequently as once a week. You want to check for purchases, withdrawals, or transfers that you don't recognize. Also, check your credit report for suspicious activity. Each of the three major credit bureaus, Equifax, Experian, TransUnion, they let you access your credit report for free once a year, and that's pretty neat. By staggering those reviews from each bureau, you can actually get a copy of your credit report every four months for free. And if you recall, Amber, we actually had a situation where someone opened a, an account that we didn't know about. Uh, and essentially what we did, we went online through each of those three bureaus and we disputed it. And after about a week-long investigation, they found out that it was false or fraud and they took it off of our credit report. Remember that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so the experience was a little frightening to see something right. like that happen because, yeah. I mean, we had no clue who it was. Yep. But I got to tell you, the experience we had with each of the bureaus through their online account management, it was very streamlined, very smooth. It went mm-hmm. really well, and we ended up getting that back off your report. Yeah, certainly the the process of having them help us was easing of the mind after being so like caught off guard. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that came from the fact that we receive alerts anytime something mm-hmm. happens. So had we not received those alerts, had we not been checking our credit reports, we would never have known about it. Right. Yeah. So very important to do so. Tip number two, set up safeguards with your bank, your bank, your credit union, your credit card issue. They likely offer their own fraud protection, like notifications of suspicious activity or a system that disables your credit card after an unusual purchase. Contact your financial uh, institution to learn more about those options that are available to you and what you need to do to implement them. And a lot of those companies, they have apps that will actually alert you when your card is being charged. You're familiar with that, right, Amber? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That afternoon text message when I see a charge on Capital One and I ask you what you're having for lunch? (laughs) Yeah, especially back when I was in uh, a specific office, I would always hit up the vending machine. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That afternoon sugar. Yeah. Yeah. You would always say, hey, are you grabbing your soda? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And that was accidental when, uh, you know, they released their app. It was one of the features that was automatic. So I never turned it off because it's neat being in of those transactions. And it's nice to know that I'm familiar with those transactions. <laughs> so everything's going right for, yep. for what it seems. Tip number three, use privacy software. What you want to do is install antivirus software on your computer, and that will prevent hackers from retrieving personal data on your hard drive that could be ac- or used to access your accounts. Keep your operating systems, your browsers, your financial apps, all of that up to date so you can be sure that you have the latest security features. Store your passwords in a dedicated password management software, never in your web browser, which typically just has too many vulnerabilities to keep your passwords secure. I use an app to store all of my passwords. I'm so glad I do. I just can't keep up with them anymore. I mean, I've got a great memory. It's just really short. Short. Now, are you doing something like this, Amber? 
No, 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 no. I don't have an app to hold all of my passwords, but I'm not utilizing as many apps and different platforms as you are yeah. either. So yeah, that is true. A lot of my I, life is online, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. So I I usually go through a gamut of passwords as I'm trying to figure out which one is the yeah. right one. <laughs> yes, I'm all too familiar with that process. But I also just don't have that many that I need to remember. And she's not writing them on her hand or she's not writing them on her desk. It's just right. a matter of, hey, let's try to figure this out. We'll get to it eventually, right? Yes. <laughs> and that leads us to tip four, practice good password management. Now, in addition to using the right software to store your passwords, there are several things you should do to practice good password management. Update your passwords every month and assign a different password to each login. Choose long passwords that mix numbers, letters, special characters, and that aren't based on your personal information. You may also consider keeping unique, frequently updated passwords on a list of paper. Now, some IT experts are going to frown on the idea of writing passwords down. I get it. But keeping a hard copy list can be appropriate for some of the accounts that you only ever access at home, especially if it makes it uh, possible for you to maintain stronger passwords. Does that make sense, Amber? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and personally, I like the idea of writing something down versus using a app to track my passwords, and it's probably password protected. So using a password <laughs> app with another password yep. versus writing something down, you know, for me, it makes more sense to uh, write it risk, down. Risk and rewards to each <laughs> folks, right? Yes. Absolutely. So do what works best for you. Just make sure you're, you're being careful and you're being diligent about how you manage and how you create those passwords. Tip number five, recognize phishing scams. Phishing. We're going fishing. Did you know that? Yes. All right. You excited? Well. You brought the bait, right? <laughs> No? If you say so. (laughs) (laughs) So phishing, not that type of phishing, obviously. All the encryption in the world will not protect you if you unwittingly divulge your personal passwords to an identity thief. So learn to guard against phishing scams. Phishing scams are messages that are designed to trick you into revealing your personal information by posing as a legitimate entity. Be skeptical of emails that appear to be from corporations, government agencies that urge you to confirm your personal information or your password by clicking on a link from within the email. When in doubt, you can contact the entity directly through a trusted email address, a phone number, and you can ask whether or not this message is legitimate. You can limit the damage from having your passwords fished by setting your online passwords to what's called two-factor authentication. And that requires an additional piece of information to log on. And Apple is notorious for this. You're, you're, you're all too familiar with that. Oh, yeah. They try to force me into the two-factor authentication all the time, but that that's not for me. It's too many, <laughs> too many checkpoints. And sometimes it's tough because if you own multiple Apple devices, it pops up on all the devices, and I can never figure out which one to find the code. But for me, I like that and I'm comfortable. Eventually, I'll figure it out because (laughs) I like that second letter of Mm -hmm. authentication. It, It provides me with a sense of security, a sense of confidence. Tip number six, report fraudulent activity immediately. The sooner you inform your financial institutions of breached accounts or 
stolen information, the easier it's going to be to minimize the loss. If you lose your credit or debit cards, call your bank to cancel them and request replacements immediately. If the account itself is hacked, your bank can close it. And if you suspect that your password has been phished, change your password, contact the bank that keeps the account. Now, very important, if you believe someone has stolen your social security number, number one, contact the Social Security Administration. Number two, contact the Federal Trade Commission to file a complaint. Number three, contact every financial institution where you have an account. And number four, contact Equifax, Experian, TransUnion. And what you want to do is request a fraud alert and a credit freeze. Now, what this is going to do, it's going to prevent lenders from accessing your credit report, and therefore it prevents an identity thief from opening account or renting an apartment or applying for a loan in your name. All very scary things if you're not aware of what's going on. Let's go ahead and wrap this up. It takes effort. It takes vigilance to keep your personal financial information safe or your personal information just in general safe. But doing so, it can help minimize the potential of having your financial life upended by fraud or identity thief, uh, excuse me, theft rather. Do you have concerns? Do you want to talk about this more? I'd be happy to make myself available, folks. Call me, email me. The phone number is 904-366-9388. You will reach me. There's no machine. There's no assistant. It's me directly you're going to talk to. The email address is jfuchs at sagepathfa.com. All of that is in the description of the podcast. Amber, thank you for coming again. Two back-to-back episodes. It's incredible. I'm so excited. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. Will we see you again, you think? I hope so. It depends on the dial-in. I guess. (laughs) I got to hear about this chili competition, right? Right. Or you got to hear about it, right? Absolutely. (laughs) Well, that concludes today's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Jason Fuchs, and with me is my wife, Amber. We'll see you in two weeks for another episode of Dad Sense. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful day. This show is meant for general information and is not intended as specific investment recommendations or advice. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information presented here should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Securities and investment advisory services offered through FSC Securities Corporation, member FINRA SIPC. FSC is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of FSC. This information was obtained from Oxley Institute. Sage Path is located at 512 Rosebud Lane, Neptune Beach, Florida, 32266. Jason can be reached at 904-366-9388 or jfuchs at sagepathfa.com. <laughs>